All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Culture Cast. It's me, Dwight Couch, and of course, I'm here with the Duran to my Duran. And if his name was Rio, he'd be dancing in the sand, but it's not. It's Jason Shepard, the indubitable Jason Shepard, I might add. Jason, how are we doing, my friend? I'm doing well, my friend. How are you? Fantastic. A little cold tonight. A little cold What's tonight, that? but... Uh... I said it's a little cold. It it is a lot cold. It is a, a lot, lot cold, cold tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So uh that is definitely the weather we are being faced with here in the bluegrass state of Kentucky. It went from 80 degrees to below freezing really quick. And uh yeah, it's just damn cold. It's bitter yeah. outside. But that's so, Kentucky. That's that's a Kentucky weather, man. So right, wait 10 we, minutes. We knew this we know we know this every year. <laughs> we act we act like this is the first time that it's that we've experienced it's, anything like this so it's fine you know if you don't act like you're shocked then there's not much to talk about about it right right yeah so um what what are you sipping on tonight well i'm back on these uh miller uh, miller lights again so it's been my go-to lately miller lights like last can't, last week I, you know. right can't beat the class we we're still vying for the uh for the sponsorship ad from miller so uh oh, you know we'll keep that going I've I I I have solely kept them uh in business. So you know, give me something. <laughs> Excellent. I myself have a, a little little caffeine to go with the hot night or the cold night. I got some hot Hills Brothers cappuccino French vanilla mix in my in my Broncos mug, hoping for to pull out a win tomorrow. <laughs> Team's sucking pretty bad this year, but it's cold Ooh. outside, hot drink inside. Well, you know, do we want to tell them what we're talking about first, or do we want to do we want to go in and, and hit them with the news? Well, no, we could. We'll talk a little bit about what uh, what we got going on. Why, why don't you lay that down for them to pick up? Well, you know, they say that uh, breakfast is the the most important meal of the day, and uh, it's something that I never do. I never partake in breakfast. I'm the kind of guy that rolls out of bed and drives to work still half asleep and then tries to wake up there with coffee. But if we had breakfast now, the way that we had breakfast when we were kids, I might be more inclined to eat it because we're going to be talking about some really fun breakfast cereals from our childhood, from the 1980s and early 90s. And I'm, I'm excited about it because... Um, there was just so much to, that there's no way that we're ever going to be able to cover all the bases on this tonight. We're just going to go through and talk about some, some of the cool things associated with breakfast cereals of the, of the time. So it is definitely one of those topics. Once you get your spoon out and you start digging in, you just never seem to get to the bottom of the bowl. No, exactly. No, that's, that's good. But, uh, but that's for a little bit later on in the, in the uh, show here, I have a question for you, my friend. All right. Are you a McRib man or not? <laughs> you know, what's so funny is that um, earlier today, my girlfriend and I were flipping through YouTube. And, of course, I subscribed to Powerbomb. And I ran across your own to the McRib. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched it. I mean, just hours ago. 
And um, I was like, you know, I guess he really likes the McRib. Um, I never, I never thought too much of it, man. But like, and my girlfriend was like, they can't be, can't be that good. They can't oh, they're be. fantastic. I was like, I don't, I know that I've had them, and I don't recall like being just blown away by the McRib. But I'm gonna assume uh, that it tastes like, like you remember when we were in like Peaks Mill, man, and they had the barbecue rib. Yes. I'm assuming like it's probably the same thing. Yeah, maybe, it's maybe a little more sauce because the ones we had in school didn't even have sauce on. Yeah, no, this now this has the crack sauce. That's the key to a good McRib is how messy it is. The messier the sandwich, the better it's going to be because that means they threw so much of the crack sauce on it. All right. And it's got to have the onions and the pickles. Okay. The meat doesn't really have to be there. It's just kind of like a, a, a frame for everything to kind of droop off. So if off you just of. had onions, pickle, and crack sauce, you'd be okay. Yeah, and a good bun. A good a bun's bun kind of key it. for it as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, check out the O to the McRib. Yes. It's, um, it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's a fun watch. So this is their last tour. So the McRib, for those who don't know, and if you don't know, you're living under a rock. The McRib comes around once a year. It's normally right after Halloween, going into November, right in time for the holidays and they'll last till your respective mcdonald's runs out of the stuff to make the mcrib and then they get a little creative because a lot of times they run out of the buns first so towards the middle of december you'll start getting some of the mcribs but they'll serve them on hamburger buns which is very odd because then you got the long rib yeah and then you got the bun in the middle uh, so it looks pretty odd there uh, they're not nearly as good as with the traditional bun, but I am up to eight, eight McRibs this season. Now I try to average somewhere between 20, 10 and 20 McRibs per season. Okay. I even got, you know, the McRib locator. There's a website where you can find yeah. out which McDonald's have McRibs. There's a huge cult following behind this. You can this track thing. a McRib down. You can you could track McRibs. What a oh, world man. we live in, right? That's crazy. But you know, they, yeah, I heard that this is like their, their last year, their last year, right? But I don't buy it, man. Well, I think it will be until the, I think we're in a pork shortage. Somebody told me. Yes. So okay. finding the, the stomach linings and all the parts of the pig that the McRibs actually made with other than, than pork uh, well, is probably you, hard to find right now. So you're telling me, you, you, do you think that is real? report parts in there well it, i i've read that well there's a video online that claims it's from a, a grimace meat <laughs> which is a really entertaining video if you want to find that one um however i did read the other day because everyone loves to come to me and be like oh i've heard it's made of this and this that like they're going to change my mind of something i've loved my no you're already life. there you are yeah. you are devoted so I read the other day that it's tripe, which is pork stomach lining, mm -hmm. and it's the various parts of the pig, like maybe leftover ears and things like that, and then they form the meat into the patty that it becomes. But there is one thing that I think of when I think of a McRib. My earliest memories is along with the boo buckets. Now, mm -hmm. I do know that you are a fan of the Boo Buckets. You know, I was on that. I didn't need a Boo Bucket tracker this year because I was tracking them myself. <laughs> I was like the Terminator hunting down 
the Sarah Connor of Boo Buckets throughout Lexington this year. I was just like, I would I would call and be like, which one y'all got today? Oh, you got that? All right, cool. I call the next day, and then I would I would I would drive around and be like, I ended up with a couple duplicates, but um, that's fine. Well, you got oh, yeah, you I got all three. There were three, correct? There were three. Excellent. We had uh, a pumpkin, a ghost, and what was the third one? Uh, witch. The or witch. Gob- okay, goblin. Classic. Hmm. So, oh wait, was it a witch or a goblin? Well, it's called the McGoblin, but it's the witch from the classic witch that we okay. grew up with. You know. Yeah, it was fun so, getting them all, man. I have a picture of a puppy. It was my first puppy that that I ever got. And his name was Coco after Coco Beware, the wrestler. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I have a picture of me, young little bitty me, holding a boo bucket with my puppy in it and him looking out, (laughs) uh, little Coco there. However, when we used to go to McDonald's, which was very rare because it wasn't like it was convenient to go anywhere from where we grew up. Right. um, My parents would order and I would get a McRib sandwich with my boo bucket. Now, I don't know if that was my mom taking the cheeseburger or the McNuggets out of it and putting the McRib in there, but I distinctly tie those two things together from my childhood, and uh, I was glad to see they were both represented in 2022 because there's been a lot of shit that's been really awful this year, and that was a bright spot for 2022 in McDonald's, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like... like, uh bringing back the the boo buckets were maybe the start of world peace it could be yeah i've always thought that's all that's all the world needs maybe we could start a human chain um well there's movies about that no not a human centipede no 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 i was hoping that's not yeah no no connected by boo buckets that you know what I'd like to teach the world to sing. Yes. Yes, I that agree. would be much cleaner. Yes. Now, <laughs> if they could just, if they could just, if they could uh, bring Monopoly back. Oh, oh man, I forgot. I love Monopoly. Well, here's the thing: the, back when they had it, I didn't care much about Monopoly. Now I'm obsessed with the game Monopoly, the actual game. Like I love playing it, but I didn't care that I didn't know anything about it. I just loved going and collecting the pieces and the board. It felt like a special event. You know what I mean? And, uh, oh yeah, I guess what happened was, what was it? Uh, some, somebody figured out how to, uh, how to cheat it or it was rigged somehow, or I don't know the story. Oh, is that what happened? It. Yeah. Somebody figured out a way to, um, I, I don't know, cheat the system, if you will. And they, and they, they discontinued it after that. They were like, no, we're done. So we we may have to do a, a uh, culture cast exclusive investigation into McDonald's Ooh. Monopoly mystery. Can we wear trench coats and stuff? That guy got a trench coat. I wear I a trench don't. coat. Well, that's pretty slick, though. Man. Uh, yeah. You might have to get one. I look yeah. very much like Inspector Gadget in my trench coat, though, because it's gray. <laughs> that's great, man. Um, yeah, that'd be a fun episode. So, yeah. So, uh, speaking of other things that you might enjoy, do you ever like to go outside and look up at the night sky and check out all the stars? I mean, sure. 
Okay. Are you familiar yeah. with with the constellation Orion? Of course. Yeah. It's a big waste of space. Oh my god, Orion's dead. <laughs> Is it you know, but if you were rating it, it would only be a three star. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that joke is brought to you by Mr. Colton McCrady, fan of the show. If you would like to have your dad joke told here on the Culture Cast, make sure you you tweet at Powerbomb Nation, hashtag CultureCast, and uh, we'll see if we can get your joke inserted into this spot of the show. You had a, you had a joke last week, right? I did. I did. Yeah. So this you laughed at this one, where the yeah. other one was more of just a groan. <laughs> <laughs> I like that this is a recurring thing. This is fun. So uh, speaking of stars, we'll have a nice segue into our news because we got a couple of things related to Star Wars to uh, mull over today. Just two items here. Have you checked out Tales of the Jedi? Uh-uh. Man, I haven't so, seen anything new Star Wars since. What, the what was the last? What was the last movie? The uh, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that's yeah. the last thing I saw. Man. So, did you enjoy the prequels? I. I guess I did at the time. I guess. So. Do you like Ahsoka Tano? Don't know much about her, really. Okay, well, that's perfect. Do you know much about Count Dooku? Not not other than what I've seen from Clone Wars, right? Right. So yeah, this so. is what Tales of the Jedi focuses on. It's a six-piece, and they're short. They're about 10 or 15 minutes each. Mm. Three on Ahsoka, three on Count Dooku, and it gives you some backstory and some relevant information to why they a left the Jedi order and what their mindset was behind it. And it is absolutely fascinating. But the, the big news this week about that particular show is it's the number two streamed show in the world right now. Is that right? For a, for a 10 minute Disney cartoon focused on star Wars. It is the number two stream show in the in the world that's uh, that's a big that's kind of a big deal i mean that's a it's a hell of a spot everyone is praising it more than they did obi-wan boba fett and the mandalorian this seems to be everyone's favorite show so much so that rumor has it that disney is going to spin it off with a uh, more tales of the jedi but possibly a tales of the sith show which could get us some backstory on Palpatine and Plagueis and some other really cool items there. Mm -hmm. uh, but I did want to bring that to everyone's attention. If you've not seen it and you were turned off by the, the uh, Disney-fied Star Wars, this comes directly from Dave Filoni, which was the Padawan of George Lucas. So this is very much George Lucas's idea playing out in these six shorts from Disney. And I uh, thought that was that was a really nice homage uh, to George and the characters. And it was just fantastic writing. Anything Filoni touches seems to be good Star Wars stuff. So now 
The second bit of Star Wars news here is production has begun on The Acolyte, a series that will take us back to the galaxy far, far away. And this is going to come in on the tail end of the High Republic era, which is a set of novels, graphic novels, and children's books uh, that are leading us through when Yoda was was younger, even though he's not the primary focus. Uh, but it's when the Jedi were in their their almighty highest phase, where they were wearing more gold robes and were protectors, uh, and what kind of led into the Phantom Menace and the Palpatine era. Uh, so that has actually started. Uh, they have announced the the um, the cast. I don't really know any of these these people. We got a Rebecca Henderson, Carrie Ann Moss from The Matrix, so I'm familiar there. Uh, Charlie Barnett from Russian Dolls, Manny Jacinto from Non Perfect Strangers, Daphne King from His Dark Materials, Lee Jung Jae from The Squid Game. Uh, so this is a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final day of the High Republic era. A former Padawan reunites with her Jedi master investigating a series of crimes, but they are forces they confront are more sinister than they anticipated. And that's where the press relief kind of leaves us off there. Uh, but it's really cool that we're getting some more Star Wars material. Um, Andor is doing really well right now. That's the current show uh, out on Disney+. Plus. It's, I think, two more episodes, the one that would have went this week, and then next week will be the final episode. Uh, but this all leads up to Rogue One, and it's been a really fantastic series. It's not been very Star Warsy at all. It's been been really good and it's actually the first series that's moving from disney to like abc uh, i think nbc's picked it up it's going to get some primetime spots where they're going to show the story over the next couple months after it's wrapped up on disney so uh a lot of praise coming out of that as well i know you hadn't watched a lot of star wars but there are plenty of things in there to get your feet back in the waters and uh check it out Tales of the Jedi is a great start, and the series Andor is fantastic as well. So, last time we were together, we talked about Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. And we've got a little bit of sad news from a Ghostbuster alumni in uh, Chris Hemsworth. Now, everyone else is going to be, oh yeah, of course, Thor, when I'm relating him to uh, answer the call, and Kevin... But have you heard the news about Chris Hemsworth? I read a little something that somebody had posted on Facebook today about possible Alzheimer's early, early stages. Yes. So, um, so Chris Hemsworth, he's going to take a good chunk of time off from acting because he's found out that he's genetically predisposed to the Alzheimer's disease. Uh, he found out when he was doing this Disney plus health documentary called limitless that he has two copies of the APOE4 gene, which studies have a link to an increased risk of the disease. Uh, they did a deep, a deep dive into my blood work and genetics found some indications that put me in a very high risk category for Alzheimer's. It was a real shock. The first instance I found that out, 
he decided to uh, do Sunday's Today Show, and that's what has led him to take some time off. Um, this is just kind of a little PSA out there. If no one's taken some of these genetic tests that you can get, they're relatively cheap. Uh, ones like 23andMe uh, would be ones that can give you some medical records and everything back. And things like this are very important. If, if society's ever going to try to stamp out things like Alzheimer's, uh, people who are predisposed to it, who have the genes, you know, need to be very vocal about it and, and start correcting some of the things they can. This hit a little bit close to home because me and Wendy had this done four or five years ago. And I myself have two copies of the same gene for late onset Alzheimer's uh, that's supposed to kick in when you're, when you get to your 60 ish mark. Um, so it is something I can, I can really feel for him because it is a very scary, you know, cause now you start looking at things a little differently when you misplace your keys or you forget someone's name. And, you know, so little things like that kind of scare the shit out of you, to be honest. Uh, and I thought that was that was very sad news coming out for for Chris Hemsworth. And um, so, any thoughts on that? Uh, get your get your test done. Yeah, get a test done. <laughs> find out what's going on. Yeah. Our last bit of bad news, and then we'll get into something a little more fun here. Boy, I hope. I mean, you're. Oh, yeah, I'm br- I'm bringing this down really bad here at the start of the show, right? So we would like to say our our condolences and rest in peace to Kevin Conroy who passed away. Oh yeah. Everybody knows him as the the voice of Batman over many many generations. Uh several of the He-Man characters in the in the Revelation series. Yeah. Uh but our hats off and godspeed to to Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Any anything jumping out of your mind on this one? No, I just remember specifically catching the debut episode of Batman the Animated Series when it when it aired and uh and just being in love with it. I mean I just love the whole atmosphere of the cartoon that 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 real um noir vibe that it had it was just so well written so well done and was just I in my opinion one of the one of the best animated shows that's probably ever been produced so yeah it was um a big part of my childhood and uh it's a bummer man and then i think on the same day that and i don't know if he died on the same day as but the news broke on the same day that comedian gallagher who i i'm i like gallagher i enjoy gallagher's old stand up you know um he had he had passed away as well so yeah, yeah, it was it was right around within a day or so. Yeah, well, uh, I remember finding out that Kevin Conroy and Gallagher both on the same day is when I saw the news. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, bummer. It was. Yeah, I'd completely forgot about Gallagher, but that was, uh, you know, I was sitting at work and that news broke, and I got my little alert on the phone. Yeah, and uh, you know, I took that one a little harder than I did Kevin Conroy because I hadn't watched a lot of the Batman. Uh, but on my phone, when the text came across, it was he was the voice of He-Man. Uh, and that's what had triggered it in mind. 
Uh, yeah, but yeah, I was very voice. devastated for Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. Did Kevin actually voice He Man in the in the movie? I know he did Merman. Yeah, and uh, I think Hordak. Okay. As well. Um, so I, I don't think he actually done He Man, but he done several of the characters inside there. So yeah. it's like every generation of of people have have their their Batman. You know what I mean? And growing up before there was anything there was adam west and that's you know we watch you know the old shows i'm not trying to say that i'm that old i'm just saying reruns and things. yeah <laughs> yeah i'm 84. yeah but uh you know uh keaton was my batman and then i guess i, I guess it was 92 right that the animated series was released so the same year as batman returns yeah right that was yeah so and I loved, I loved the cartoon, man. So, yeah, he sucks. I didn't even know that uh, he was sick or anything. I didn't know. Yeah, no, I had no clue. Yeah. No clue. Speaking of Batman Returns, Tim Burton film, very unique style to it. Are you a fan, my friend, of the Adams Family? Oh, I love the Adams Family. So I am looking forward to this new series uh i guess it's called wednesday right it is yeah i i watched the trailer and i'm like yeah you know what like i think this might be really enjoyable so i'm going to be checking that out and i think that's coming out what like uh next the 23rd week, the 23rd, 23rd. now yeah. of course by the time everybody's hearing this it will have released a week or so ago mm -hmm. however day before thanksgiving we are getting a new Adams Family spinoff called Wednesday. It is a Netflix exclusive. Have you seen the opening title sequence? I don't believe so. Well, why don't we take a look? Oh, well, and, then let's uh, take a look. <laughs> we got it right here, and let's let's see what it's like and see Tim Burton's Tim Burton's spin on oh, Wednesday Adams. Cool. <laughs> oh, Danny Elfman's back on it too, huh? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it was awesome. Yeah. Oh, there you go, Netflix. There's your free advertisement on the Culture Cast. So, what'd you think? I think that's very. It encompasses the Adams family, so I'm on board with it, man. It definitely does. It's it's definitely got that. Uh, you can tell anything Tim Burton touches, which is sure. almost always fantastic, and yeah. I'm super excited about that. Yeah. And I like that, that that Elfman is scoring it. So, 
Yes, yes, that is a bring it full circle, man. That's 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 awesome. Super big nod. Seeing Catherine Zeta Jones is going to be in there with Luis Guzman as a uh, special guest, and you're going to get uh, uh, who was it? The lady who played Captain Gwendolyn, something. Yes, yes, yeah, uh, Phasma, and she was on uh, what was it, Force Awakens? Yes, yeah, and Game of Thrones. She was real big in Game of Thrones. Okay, yeah. So, other things coming out in the news now Super Mario Brothers, both me and you, huge fans of Mario. I remember many a day sitting in Peaks Mill Elementary, <laughs> and our notebooks or papers would be full That's... of various doodles of Marios and Goombas and Koopa Troopa shells and all kinds of little fun items. Literally, the only thing we cared about. Yes. So two items here. Number one is I think we should watch the trailer together. That's the first thing. Okay. And then we're going to talk about a little bit of controversy that was stirred up this week uh, over Mario. So let's uh, get this on the screen and, and check it out. I was very, I loved this trailer. I know you've seen it. Okay, there we go. I was really worried about Jack Black as Koopa. Well, I know when I heard that he, I'm not, I don't have anything against the guy, but I just don't, I don't particularly find him funny. You know, I don't know, nothing against him. But when I, when I heard him voice Bowser in this, I was like, whoa think this is gonna work so we'll uh i love that guy love that little dude Isn't that the little penguin type race that you can boot off the cliff or whatever? And uh, yes, Mario <laughs> yeah, it's Mario sixty four. Yeah. Kingdom, here we come. 
So, another movie from our childhood that's had several on-screen representations in various forms. Yep. Only one of which I think was actually brought across really well, and it might be debatable, but that would have been the Mario Brothers Super Show with uh, Lou Albano as Ooh. Mario. I uh, was watching that show the other night. Yeah, I watch it all the time. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 is it good? Uh, is it enjoyable? Absolutely. It I is. enjoy their segments more than I do the cartoons. Oh yeah. No, I love, I was telling some guys at work and of course a lot of the guys at work are, uh, are a considerable amount younger than I am. So, you know, mm -hmm. they had no idea. Right. And, uh, so I would bust out. I was like, oh, yeah, there's a whole dance. You know, you swing your hips from side to side. Come on, let's go. Let's do the Mario. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Uh, but uh, what do you what do you think? What are your thoughts off the trailer and everything we know about the upcoming Mario movie? I mean, I think it looks really good. It'll probably be the most faithful uh, adaptation on screen that we've gotten yet um i'm i not not a huge fan of any of the voice cast to be perfectly honest with you that's not to say that i don't think they'll do the job because i think jack black sounds great as bowser and there was a whole lot of shit kicked up over chris pratt voicing mario and oh it doesn't sound anything like mario and i think i guess that's coming from people thinking that he's italian and that they're expecting him to sound like he did in mario 64 but i mean like this guy's a he's a plumber out of like brooklyn so right <laughs> he's not he's not italian that just um i think chris pratt sounds just from what i've heard in the trailer those few lines i thought uh he sounded fine. Uh, I think it's going to I mean, I think it'll be good. I think it's going to be good. I was very iffy, like you were, when they said Jack Black is going to be Bowser. I couldn't picture it. Yeah. But just off that one line there, when he's like, I, you know, I do not. Mm -hmm. And the way you could, it was distinctly Jack Black, but you could almost see the facial features of Jack Black in space when he said it i was just thinking the same thing when i saw that i was like i kind of look like jack black for a minute the way the lip curls the lip. you know yeah um i think that might be the best casting decision out of the whole cast with the exception i really like keegan michael key as toad now i don't know who that is um he's been in a lot of other stuff nothing definitive but it was a name that i was familiar with couldn't tell you what he's from looking at his picture i don't know that i've ever seen him in anything mm -hmm. but he sounds like toad from the video games yeah and we have to get that one you know yahoo out yeah. of him at some point he'll give us a yahoo so we're also getting seth rogan as donkey kong not in the trailer Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. So we're going to have Donkey Kong and Grandpa Kong. No Diddy Kong. In this movie. Point. In this movie. Mm, interesting. I didn't know that. 
we're getting uh spike is going to be voiced by sebastian maniscala i don't know who it is and here was what i found interesting everyone was griping because they could have got charles martinet to do the voice of mario who has done the voice of mario for ages on every listing for this movie charles martinet is listed as being in the movie hmm. he is on the imbd he's on there when you google it that being said maybe they're going to have an easter egg for those who were not as happy with it and maybe they'll try to do a little something a something special especially honoring the guy who who we know is the voice of Mario for our lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of it, a lot of, our yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, our lifetime, as long as Mario spoke in video games. Yes. I guess you're right. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah. but yeah. Um, no, I think they, I think it looks good. I mean, I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, don't know if it'll be a theater trip for me. But we'll see. Um, so speaking of Fred Armisen, he's he's I believe Uncle Fester in the Wednesday um, series. Oh, really? Yeah. Dad actually probably would work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, because there's a there's a clip of him in the trailer, and uh, it it seems seems fine. So yeah. So. The big hubbub over this, of course, is what what did you think about the Mario Brothers movie with um I'm Bob sorry, Hawkins? it's so late and I'm yawning. I I, I apologize. <laughs> uh John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins. Yeah. Here's the thing. I loved it when it came out. Because it was it was a Mario movie and I was going to take it. I always liked it. I never had a problem with it. Uh, it's gotten a terrible rap over the years. Never saw it in that light. Like I always thought, you know, they took a story and they worked it into a means to where they could actually make a production out of it. And I like that it deviated a little bit from, well, a lot <laughs> from what you were expecting it to be. But I mean, like that dystopian sci-fi world, you know, and, and, and um, I don't know, like I liked Bob. I love Bob Hoskins, man. Like Bob Hoskins is great in everything that he does. I mean, she asked me, um, I thought he and uh, Leguizamo were fine as Mario and Luigi. And I believe that then it was explained that Luigi was his adopted brother and not his blood brother in the movie, um, which kind of explains the ethnic differences. But, um, man, I just, I never hated it. And I think over the years, people have grown to appreciate it a little more kind of like a Halloween three season of the witch. I mean, for years, just that none of you know, people hate it because they didn't have anything to do with Michael Myers. And then, 
and then it starts finding its little um, fan base and, and people start to, you know, I don't know if I'd call it a cult classic, but um, I think people are starting to realize that it's not as bad as the internet tells me that it is. Right. You know what I mean? So I never had a problem with it. I liked it. I liked it. It had its glaring, you know, hey, this is nothing like the video game. But again, it was adapting it to a live action situation. Yeah. Uh, Mario and Luigi, I thought, were cast great for the movie. Same. same. Right height difference. You know, Bob yeah. Hoskins shares a lot of similarities. Like Wazamo has a lot of Luigi characteristics. Uh, the princess was a good cast. I thought everybody was cast well. Yeah. The only thing that I really, really hated about the movie were the Goombas. Oh, yeah. The they head. were, I like the head looked like what you expected, but I, I had, that was my only, my only issue coming out of it was like, well, how the hell are you going to stomp on one of those like you yeah. do in the game? Yeah. Um, but Babam was in it. Yeah, Babam was in it. And Babam's one of my favorite Mario characters. Yeah. And, and he was represented exactly as you would expect. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I look, I, I never had. A, I think it's funny that uh, there's the stories that I, I guess Bob Hoskins and uh, and John Leguizamo have told of them just being completely drunk the entire time they filmed it because they had such a miserable time doing it. But yeah. But it definitely has picked up. It's become, it's getting one of those cult followings behind it. It's, yeah. you know, each year more and more people are not resenting the movie like they used to. But that seems to happen with a lot of movies. But John Leguizamo is outraged and disappointed with the casting of the film and saying it's not diverse enough. Um, he just he thinks that the director and everything is out of touch with with what Mario should be, mm. and I find that a little a little irony in there, considering how out of touch that movie was with with the not the casting necessarily, but the overall sure. the overall plot line and and story of of uh, King Koopa and his domination over the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. Um, no comment. Yeah, not much to be yeah. said besides yeah. you know, just people are Whatever. salty nowadays. Whatever, dude. Yeah, people are always looking for something to complain about. I think, and right, very much like uh, you know, you bring up the cult uh, following. You know, Ghostbusters two was a lot like that. People. When it first came out, a large chunk of people always took issue with it. And, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I probably told you the story, but that's my daughter's favorite Ghostbuster. Mm -hmm. She comes to me when she's four years old, and that's the one she likes to watch. Yeah. And people are saying it's more of a uh, punk rock thing. So it, it falls in the same boat that the Mario film did. And, you know, everything has its day no matter what there's going to be a time and a place for it, whether it's when it comes out or later yeah. on down the line. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. well, that brings us, that wraps us up with all the news that I think is worthy about talking about at the moment. Jason, let's wake up. Let's turn on the Saturday morning cartoons. 
but more importantly, let's talk about what we're eating. Man, I'll tell you what, I don't know. We've got so much to choose from. I got some boxes sitting in there on top of the fridge. You go in there and pick out what you want. I think myself, I'm going to have a box of dinosaurs. So I'm going to have some dinosaurs. What are you eating? I would what have you, to what go. What do you see up there that looks good? Peanut butter Captain Crunch. Peanut butter crunch is good, man. Peanut butter crunch is good. Do they still I've make come to the realization Captain Crunch is the best food ever invented. Do you know why? That's your that's your well because well, it tears the hell out of your mouth. Maybe it does. And what do you do? You continue to shovel it in you your mouth it. like it's going yeah. out of style. Yeah. I don't Absolutely. know of any other food that somebody would put their self through that kind of torture and blood no. to yeah. eat. It is delicious though. So what what else we got going on? T tell me about some of these cereals you've investigated in and uh, uh, what you got to lay down for us today. I don't know. There's just so much. I figure maybe we can break it down into, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to what uh, I have uh, notated today to talk about. But basically, let's just talk about the vast, let's start with talking about the vast amount of cereals that were available to kids in the 1980s and 90s <laughs> because the sole purpose was to sell, sell, sell and make parents buy their kids cereal because if there was a, if there was a hot cartoon or a hot movie or anything, there was a, trust me when I tell you that there was a cereal that represented this franchise or this cartoon or whatever it was just as an example gremlin cereal smurf cereal mr t cereal hot wheels had its own cereal there was a cereal and i forgot about it until i um came across it today and i was like i used to buy this all the time i can i loved it i can't remember i can't believe i forgot it the morning funnies and so it was, oh man, this was fruit flavored, crunchy, smiley faces. And that's it. But the whole shtick was the box art, which was very nice to look at. It was really cool. Was all like Dennis the Menace and Beetle Bailey and High and Lois and the Family Circle or Family Circus. Circle? Circus. Family Circus. Family Circles, the magazine. Family Circus. <laughs> yeah. For like, thanks for throwing me off on that one. Um, yeah, that I mean, they're all just eating bowls of cereal, and they're like, "It's yummy, you'll like it." And like, I'm like, "Yeah," and I'm, I'm, I'm sure on the back of the box there was like comic strips that you could read or something. But yeah, I used to buy that all the time and totally forgot about it. So there was that cereal. Uh, Tiny Toons had a cereal, of course. Teenage Mutant oh, Ninja Turtles. Oh my gosh, they did. Yeah, Ner the Ninja Turtles had it. The GI Joe, Breakfast with Barbie. Okay, Cabbage Patch Kids cereal, Batman. I mean, you could go on and on and on. Now, that's not to leave out Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Nerds cereal, which came with cereal? one flavor on one side, one flavor on another, and you poured it out the opposite side, just like a giant box of nerds. That's amazing. Zelda and super mario brothers that came in the same box well we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go into a little detail on that. <laughs> we're gonna go into a little detail on that in a minute. 
We also had Donkey Kong cereal. You mentioned Ooh. Mr. T. Yeah. We had Mud and Bugs for those Lion King fans. There was a Rainbow Bright cereal. Wow. Christmas Captain. Now, Captain Crunch might be the ultimate cereal chef because he had his hands in a little bit of everything. But here's a great story. What's your favorite Captain Crunch cereal? Uh, I think Oops All Berries. That is everybody's Oops favorite, All Berries is just that fire. You know, if they would have never changed the original name to that cereal, no one would have ever bought it. I mean, that's probably why they changed the name of it. Yeah. Did you know originally when they brought out the Crunch Berries that it was Captain Crunch featuring Dingleberries? I'm glad that they decided <laughs> to. Like, they had to have a, a meeting at some point. It was like, like a board meeting like guys this is not gonna work <laughs> but so it was released that way it was originally now this was probably back in the late 60s or 70s uh but originally it was dingleberries and they had this kind of goofy looking drawn caveman with some frilly hair <laughs> that was the advertisement for it which makes a lot of sense yeah so, wow that's that's gross um, yeah oops all berries man that's a but like you said earlier the peanut i mean the peanut butter crunch is just but i can't remember do they make peanut butter crunch anymore they still do yes because it is one of the ones that i will find myself because that's the one you don't kill your roof of your mouth with because it's just round you know round that's right that's right yeah yeah oh man yeah man um you know Speaking of Captain Crunch and and some of the the things that I love about as stupid it is to to say God, I love that they don't do cereals like they used to but they <laughs> well, they, they don't they don't because here's the deal the cereal box itself always held so much fun to be had. Um, aside from getting to eat the cereal itself, um, you had so many awesome toy premiums that you could get out of cereal boxes. And I know they probably still put things inside cereal boxes. Occasionally, I don't know. I don't know how it's how they do anymore. But um, so, and, and I'm looking down and around me right now, and I have a bunch of little uh, cereal premium toys that were used as little promo items and stuff just sitting around my little room right here but um man like speaking of captain crunch they were uh these little figurines that you could get and uh, they always ran these for a limited time but it was like captain crunch himself and then do you remember the soggies yep so he had like two enemies called the soggies and then they had they had a robot called the Sogmaster. <laughs> and I simple little pieces of plastic that were just these molds with stickers or painting on them. And you couldn't move them, you couldn't pose them, you couldn't do anything, but they were just there was just something so exciting about getting in there and digging in that box and seeing which one you were gonna get. And who knows how many like Sogmasters I probably had. But 
I used to just buy them just to get them. And yeah, man, that's just one of the fun little things I'm going to talk about with cereal boxes and, and what you would get inside of them. So definitely don't do them like they used to. You can call that me. Is, call that me is old, definitely but, correct. Yeah. So what were what were the ones that you would go for? We got a young Jason Shepard being accompanied yes. by yes. responsible adults Absolutely. down the aisle that you should never parade a kid down because there's not a single thing healthy on no. it. It's all sugar, baby. Yes. It's all sugar. So but. what were you begging to get thrown into the cart or what did you see? And like, oh, I got to get a cereal because this movie was awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, well, there were so many, but I do have a few. But, but let me ask you, did you just pull a Captain Crunch figure down from your shelf? Or is that? Yeah, that is nice. I did. That's that is a one of my Funko Pops. Yeah. As soon as I seen this man had to have it. Yeah. Uh, You're not going to get that in a cereal box, but I mean. Huge part of my childhood. Mm -hmm. Mr. Captain Crunch. Oh, yeah. So you had mentioned and here's one of my favorites. You had mentioned Nintendo cereal. That was one that I always begged for. Now, this was this was a thing of beauty. The box was super cool because this was called the Nintendo Serial System. And it was a split box. Well, no, the box wasn't split. There were two individual bags inside that set up vertically. One of them had Super Mario Action Series um, fruit-flavored Mario cereal with Mario's and mushrooms and Koopa Troopers and uh, Goombas and things. And on the other side, on the left side, or the right side, right side, left side, I don't, I think Zelda was on the right. There was another bag with a berry flavored Legend of Zelda themed cereal. You had little uh, berry flavored links and hearts, keys, boomerangs, shields, things like that. And so not only was it just like I said, if it was Nintendo back in the day, you know, you and I had to have it. It didn't matter what it was, man. Like, I uh, also remember, like, you and I were big into the scratch-off Nintendo cards. Oh, yes. I seen some of those the other day. I have. I still have some. Oh. And I've got a punch-out sticker that came in. The, you know, you get a sticker in there with it, too. Mm-hmm. Man, but... um. Inside the box of Nintendo cereal... They offered a free sticker of a Nintendo character inside the box. So, like, pff, okay, I got Nintendo cereal. I got a cool box to look at. Like, I can dig in there and get a free sticker out. That's awesome. Okay. But then um, they also, on the back of the box, had 12 Nintendo Power Cards that you could cut out of the back of the box <laughs> and collect them. It's like, so I'm getting trading cards. I'm getting a sticker. I'm getting two dope cereals out of here. I am obsessed with Nintendo and I need it all now. Like and that was like, mom, dad, please. Like I have to have this. Like it is, it's a matter of, of like just obsession for me as a, as a 10 year old kid, eight year old kids, whatever. That, that is one I distinctly remember getting multiple, multiple times. And uh, I would always eat the Mario first because I was a bigger Mario fan than I was a Zelda because I okay. didn't understand Zelda okay. gameplay yet, You're you know, because like, I, I wasn't what that cereal. It's yeah, I wasn't ready for RPGs at that point in my life. I needed the, yeah. the 2D side scrollers. Sure. Um, but yeah, I absolutely loved Nintendo cereal. 
there was nothing nothing wrong with it besides the nutritional value oh yeah that was literally the worst part about it but what all of all of these cereals are going to that's going to be the issue so <laughs> they, they fortified are... with essential vitamins and minerals yes yes well okay. so, so what else we throw in in our our cereal cart man okay uh dinosaurs do you remember dinosaurs i do not this was now now also real quick i just have to mention that most of the cereals i'm going to be talking about tonight were made by ralston ralston came with the cereal heat this was just the brand that made the cereal and I was like, God, like if it's if it's hot, right? It's got the Ralston name on it. <laughs> they weren't playing around over there, man. Um, Dinosaurs was uh, it came out in 1988 by Ralston, um, so it lasted two years before it was discontinued. I loved it. Um, we would always grocery shop at Winn Dixie in Frankfurt. Yes. Do you remember on the east side there? Um, what that's where we would go, and um, I've always get dad to get me a box so it's fruit flavored dinosaur shapes of course here we are fruit flavored again um but the box had this really nice teal um sky with these like six dinosaurs and chef hats and aprons and they're like hanging outside of this cafe that's shaped like a brontosaurus and it's like dinosaurs and whatever i loved it um I'm sure the cereal was delicious. I honestly don't remember what it tasted like, but I just knew I had to have it. I don't know what it was. I think maybe that box art had something to do with it. Not know. only was it a, a brontosaurus shaped diner, but it was also that classic fifties Chrome airstream looking diner. Oh yeah. Cause I had to look this up after you mentioned the last time. Cause I was like, man, I don't know that I remember dinosaurs. Yeah. Short and I, I had to look it up. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna throw in throw one in on the cart, but this one was always tricky for me. So I always liked monsters in the form of Frankenstein and Dracula oh, and sure. ghosts and things like that. So obviously, the the serials depicting Frankenberry and Count Chocula and Booberry and yeah. Fruity was it Yummy Mummy. And mm. fruity werewolf or something like fruit, that, not yeah, fruit. Well, what, yeah, fruit, so fruit. yeah, I never had that one, and I don't yeah, think I may have had the yummy mummy once, but my favorite was booberry. Now, the problem with all this is here in Frankfurt, I could never find anything besides Frankenberry and Count Chocula. I don't much oh. care for chocolate, so it was always a Frankenberry. Yeah, but I remember being so ecstatic when you would go to the store and there would be Booberry on the shelf. Number one, because he looked cooler. Oh, he's cool. Man. Number two, it's blue and it's blueberry, which to yeah. me is a much better flavor. Uh, enough that when I was an adult, how limited I had the Booberry cereal, I walked in to a Kroger and seen Booberry and just put it in the cart, no questions. I'm getting it because. I was probably eight years old the last time I had this cereal. I'm no kidding. Yeah, I don't think I've had it since now. I've not had Frankenberry since, but I have had Booberry within the last 15 years. Okay. Yeah, well, the thing is, they still make it, but it's only available 
seasonally now, like through Halloween. It used to be a regular. They used to when we were kids. They were regular things. You could go in at any given time and get Count Chocula, Frankenberry, Blueberry. Um, but yeah, they've got it down to where it's it's only a Halloween thing now. Which I don't know if that makes people kind of clamor for it more or not. But it doesn't seem like it's like ever hard to get a hold of. But uh, yeah, I never run across the Fruit Brooder Yummy Mummy either. But I know they they actually release those with those. No, but um. Yeah, I think mine was Frankenberry, man. That was my favorite. Yeah, I always, always enjoyed the Frankenberry. So what are we going to throw in the cart next? All right, well, uh, you know what? Um, I have a specific memory tied to this, and maybe I shouldn't throw it in the cart because of this. But, uh, of course, there was a Batman serial in 1989. Uh, Batman movie came out. There was marketing galore on that so um you're 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 throwing in that uh, and that and just just a quick side note on that speaking of cool things that you could get with cereals when the batman cereal came out in 1989 shrink wrapped to the box itself was a huge batman michael keaton penny bank that he's like got his arms crossed and it's like hard plastic and it's badass as hell and i used to have a couple of them but i don't have any more and it's like yeah buy this box of cereal get a michael keaton batman piggy bank with your standing with his arms crossed <laughs> like he's i'm like yeah that's awesome like get it but when i when i'm going to throw in the, the card is the batman returns cereal which was essentially just um chocolate checks like Checks mix, you know, the right. crunchy parts of it, whatever, the checks with marshmallows in it, shaped like, you know, penguin top hats and catwoman heads and bat signals and things. But I remember specifically, and I don't know what caused it, but I, the first and only time my parents ever bought me a box of it, I ate a huge bowl of it. And remember throwing it up in the living room floor. <laughs> and I think that was kind of a turnoff for me, but I'd give it another go now if I could. Yeah, it seems like once you throw it. anything up, it's hard to go back. Like I yeah. can't eat sausage to this day because I was being a little, mm. you know, a little pig when I was little. I was like, oh, I'll eat the whole thing. And my mom yeah. made me eat it all. Um, yeah. I think it's kind of like when people are like, what's the one alcohol that made you never want to drink again? And then like that, you know, yeah. Batman returns cereal. So yeah, that'd be Jim Beam. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, there was just so many cereals to choose from back then. That Oh, of course. Well, I'll, we're, I'm going to come back around to this. If you're going to ask me another one that I'm throwing in the cart, I'm definitely throwing a couple more in there. So so what about tossing in some Ghostbusters cereal? That was one of them. Yeah. yeah that's, oh, another another Ralston, another Ralston brand cereal, man. Another one of those that I can remember buying multiples of because it had the Ghostbusters symbol on it. And sure. enough to, again... That as soon as they re-released it, I ran out and bought a box yeah. of Ghostbusters cereal as soon as I could find it. Now, Ghostbusters cereal was one of the few you could get bazooka bubblegum, mm -hmm. 
which was kind of cool because you could Ghostbuster cereal, you get a free piece of chewing gum, and then it's bazooka, so you get a free comic in the chewing gum. It was like yeah. a uh, uh, what was the, the Russian nesting dolls of cereal. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, man, like they used to. There was so much uh, included and so many fun little things to look forward to in these cereal boxes back in the day. And also, I remember that it, if we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about like also aside from just cool toys and cool prizes that you would get in cereals, they also ran a lot of sweepstakes or contests. And man, like one I specifically loved was. And Ralston ran it across their entire, not just in the Ghostbuster cereal, but they ran it across their entire line of, of, of cereal brands. Um, when, when Ghostbusters 2 came out, there was a record that came inside the cereal box, okay? And you would get the record, and, uh, of course, my parents had a record player, so I was like, oh. So we, you know, put the record on, and it would be, uh, what's his name? Uh, Maurice LaMarche, who uh, voiced Egon uh, in the cartoons. And he would uh, he would come on and say, hey, like, um, this is Egon from the Ghostbusters. Like, do you want to win a chance to meet a Ghostbuster? Then listen carefully. So it was like, we're going to ask you some trivia questions. Three questions regarding Ghostbusters 2, the new movie. And he's like, have you seen it yet? If not, I highly recommend it. And it's like, okay, so you need to see this movie to answer these questions. And, you know, um, but some of the questions were like, I can't remember, like, what was the New York monument that the Ghostbusters used to get across the river in the movie? It's like, okay. And, and one of them was like, what was the name of the woman that worked at the art museum? And it's like, okay. But like, um, he was like, did you get everything? Great. Now fill out your questions on this little three by five card and mail it in. And you can win a chance to meet a Ghostbuster. But then also it was like, you can also win a chance to be like an honorary Ghostbuster. And, but man, let me tell you something. Like I never mailed that, that shit in at all. Like I would just sit <laughs> and lit, like, I would just put the record on to listen to Egon talk to me. As silly as it is, but like, yeah, they, they ran that all across um, all of the Ralston cereals. So you could buy like dinosaurs and still get that record in it for Ghostbusters too. And, um, but man, I've, I've had so many of those records. I, I wish I still had, I think you can get them online for like fairly cheap now, but like, so I'm cool. surprised it wouldn't cost you an arm and leg anymore. You know, anything like that discontinued seems to bring way too much money. You know what we're going to do is we're going to look up on eBay right now and see what um, we're going to see what one of those goes for. Um, now, while you're looking that up, you're talking yeah. about the marketing campaigns that go behind all these cereals and yeah. how intricate they were. Um was really amazing because they would follow storylines, you know, with like the tricks rabbit where, you know, he would have seven scenarios that might play out over the course of a summer, but they all tied in together. So you had to watch each of them to keep up with the story. And it was like, you know, where will the tricks rabbit be next? 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, you'd, you'd have to guess where he would come in and then wait for the new commercials to debut so you could find out if you were right and then, yeah, you know, that, see where him or the uh, Lucky Lucky, lucky Charms, I was say lucky charms they did that. Yeah, yeah. But I think the Tricks Rabbit might have been my one of my favorite advertising campaigns out of all the serials. And Captain Crunch had some good storylines, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I think that he was probably captured by the Soggies a few times. But yeah, Soggies got a hold of him for sure. I can't find those, not one of those records on eBay right now. So it's, it's weird. But I've seen them before. I, mean, I, just don't, I don't think they were that much. But yeah. Um, man, I mean, sweepstakes, contests. I mean, um, they had contests on some of them where you could win a Nintendo or like a deluxe Nintendo set or a power pad. Um, just such, such cool stuff. I mean, of course, you you had to fill out the self-addressed stamped envelope and get your parents' permission and <laughs> and all of that. But I don't think we ever. I don't think my parents ever like let me enter anything like that. It was like no. Yeah, no, I never sent anything uh, in. Yeah. But I sure as hell love the box. I remember all my Saturday, you know, my my mornings eating cereal before school would have been with the box in front of me and reading it yeah. or doing the crossword puzzles or, you know, the little mazes on the back. Uh, another one I'm going to throw in the cart here is WWF Superstars. I remember, I remember that they had made one of those, but I don't think I ever ate it. Very, very short-lived. Win tickets to WrestleMania was their big sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. Multiple boxes featuring, you know, I think LOD, uh, Warrior, Hulk Hogan were all, you know, prominent on the on the covers of these things. But uh, of course, being the the huge wrestling fan I am, of course, that was going to be one that I've eaten over the years as well. Uh, not much better than you know Hulk Hogan sitting there on your cereal box telling you to eat your you know eat your vitamins and say your prayers as you're shoveling in boatloads of sugar in your mouth to the exact hypocritical opposite yeah yeah uh let me ask you this do you remember the little sticky octopus type things that you could get out of i think captain crunch had them. yes it was captain crunch and you know, you throw it to the wall and it would stick, and then it would like crawl its way down. And it was wacky, the, the wacky wall climbers, I guess that's what it was like wacky wall climbers. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just uh, man, it, they were good for like two uses, and then you'd get like dog hair from the floor all over, <laughs> and then they weren't sticking to the wall anymore. At least that's what I remember about them. Yeah, they say you could wash them off, but they never no, washed them off right. No, and no, it didn't. Yeah, it was never the same. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I'm throwing in the car. I'm throwing in something you can still get today, but man, it was a favorite as a kid, and it's still one of my favorites. Just good old Fruity Pebbles. You can't beat Fruity Pebbles. Ho, 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 I'm ha, ha hungry. <laughs> Bonnie, my pebbles. That's a pretty damn good uh, Flintstone there you was got going. Okay? Yeah. Uh, gee, gee, Fred. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, you yeah. might have missed your calling. <laughs> it was in bedrock. Yeah, could have been. Could have been. Yeah, man, Fruity Pebbles is just, oh, it's so delicious, so tasty. Always had Fruity Pebbles at the house. 
Yeah, I enjoy fruity. Fruity Pebbles is one I would st- I would pick it up today. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with the good old just classic fruity pebbles, man. Cocoa Pebbles was fine too, but I was more the obviously based on my everything I'm talking about throwing in the cart tonight. It's all fruit for me, baby. Yeah, Healthy. I was never a big Healthy. fan of uh, chocolate cereals to begin with. No, the Batman Returns was okay, but you know, yeah, chocolate, just chocolate, and I don't know. I, I like me a good, uh, yeah. And you know the thing about the thing about the the cereals that they've got out that are still running today that are that were that were big when we were kids too is that like there are literally. 30 different variations of like like fruity pebbles like any holiday any any uh you know whatever they probably got like a labor day fruity pebbles like <laughs> you know it's it's um captain crunch does the same thing they've got so many different flavors and i mean the holiday yeah the holiday crunch for captain crunch is a big yeah, deal holiday crunch that you know like christmas crunch right they got that it's a Halloween crunch. I think makes your milk glow in the dark now. Because you know? <laughs> that that's got to be healthy, right? <laughs> Radioactive. Just <laughs> not only are you getting the shitty roof of your mouth just torn out, but yeah, you'll yeah. be able to you'll be able to light the living room without turning on the lights for a week and a half. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Yeah. So uh, the Flintstones had a great marketing ploy behind theirs. You know, every every little situation, Barney's in disguise trying to you know, get, uh, Fred's pebbles. Yeah. You know, so that was a, Barney was a mischief maker in he the, was, in the Fred commercial. Should have caught on like after the first couple of times. Yeah. You know, put that shit up in a cabinet. Yeah. He couldn't, I mean, he was already short, you know, but he, he never knew that it was Barney in the sky. was like, <laughs> I bet that's that Barn trying to play me again for a fool trying to get my pebbles. But yeah, he never, he always fell for it. Santa Claus. He thought Barney was Santa Claus. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So what about some ice cream cones cereal? Did you ever have some ice cream cone cereal? I forgot about ice cream cone cereal. Did I ever? You know what? Was it um, literally just little sugar cones, right? Yeah. Is that what they were? And then, that, and then you had little balls that looked like vanilla ice cream. That Dude, you I did could eat them. with them. I, 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 I definitely had them a few times when I was a kid. Wow, yeah, blast from the past. Yeah, and that's pretty straightforward marketing. Hey, this is ice cream cones, and it's in a cereal form. You know, obviously, every kid wants to eat ice cream for breakfast, and yeah. that was the only way it could yes. happen. And now we've sold it to your kids. You're welcome. <laughs> Simple as that. Yep. Yeah, man. And of course, well, I know you and I both bought the Ninja Turtle cereal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That goes without saying. We were, would you get Ninja Nets? Was it like Ninja Nets with, um, oh, what was I guess their weapons? Was it their weapons that were marshmallows? I think, uh, like, I remember blue katana swords and um, things like that in it. Yeah. Let's see what they have. Ninja Nets. <laughs> Oh, so they still make a form of Ninja Turtle cereal. Do they? <laughs> they do. Now, it's got the new artwork. Eh, the Nickelodeon style. Mm-mm. So this had green. So, yeah, this had to be fun the next morning when you pooped. 
because <laughs> it had to be straight up green poop. Whoa. And then they had the one with the Chex Mix. That's what I remember. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah they had little swords, little turtles, like little, little turtles little turtle mushroom yeah. or mushroom marshmallows, not yeah. mushrooms. See, I remember that one. I don't know that I remember these green ones that had green turtle faces. And those were, are those like older as well? Or is that something? Yeah, it's got the old cartoon really? on it. I don't remember that at all. The uh, new ones have the same faces, as those, except they're in multiple colors. So they're all, it's a fruity, you'd probably like it. It's a fruity cereal. I like my fruity cereals. I love it. So, yeah, some Ninja Turtles were some good cereal. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the uh, comics. Didn't you get some, like, comic books? Like, the little little comic books of Ninja Turtles out of their cereal? I know a lot of them used to do that with the... I don't remember. Little comic books. I don't remember getting any kind of toy out of them. You know what? Were they... Were they um, yeah, the comics were wrapped... I mean, they had to have been. But they. I remember now pulling out either trading cards or comics out of like a little poly bag that kept them separate from the cereal mm -hmm. and taking it out of there. I just, yeah, I can't remember if it was comics or cards. And there, there were quite a few cereals that would do the, do the little, you know, a couple page funny strips. Huh? Uh, uh, going in. I have one last cereal. Okay. And I dropped a little clue to this in your intro. And I know you're like, what, Duran Duran didn't have a cereal. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of. Maybe because the first thing I ever think of is Duran Duran. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> However, I use the word indubitably. Indubitably. Hold on. Can you name that cereal? I can hear the commercial. Yeah. That's where it came from. It is, yeah. Indubitably. Oh my god, what was that? We need some Jeopardy music playing in the I'm background. I'm dying here, yeah. I, I, I don't remember what it was. Crispy Critters. Crispy Critters. And it was... Crispy critters, a good wholesome bunch. They're indubitably, indubitably delicious. Now, was this was the mascot like a lion type little guy or something? Kind of looked like a wuzzle. You remember wuzzles? Oh yes, yes, I do. Did he kind of look like a wuzzle, or am I just imagining? It was no. He was a he was a lion. He was a lion, but. On the box, he was a lion, but in the TV commercials, he was the little, yeah, he was a little yellow thing with things that come up and little pom-poms. Yes. Yeah, very much like a cross between a fraggle and a woozle. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Did he, did he have a gruffy voice? Was yeah. he like, crispy critters? <laughs> yeah, of course, he definitely <laughs> looks like he does. Yeah, I think I remember that. For sure. I mean, I know what I, I, know I what definitely remember the theme song. Talk about some good marketing out of that because, yeah, I don't know that they still make this cereal. I don't know that it was ever no. around past 1989. No, probably. And I still distinctly remember the theme song. Yeah. Advertising, man. 
Yeah, that's where it's all at. Geniuses over there. Yeah. Uh, that's all the breakfast cereals I got. What else you got to throw in the cart or what else you got to lay down for us? Well, I just, you know, like uh, I, I do like uh, talking about like the little sweepstakes that they ran. I just thought that was cool, man. Like it was just a different time because I guess you could do sweepstakes now, but it would be like go to so-and-so.com and enter. It's <laughs> like, it's not as fun. It's not, it's not even the same. Watch um, our watch our videos on YouTube and find out where Captain goes next. Right. I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying I'm 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 above that. Like I might sit down and try to find where Captain is <laughs> at 42 oh. years old. But I, you know, yeah. You know what? One of my favorite things I used to do on the box, you would yeah. get uh, you would get the little magnifying glass that would be red, and you would go over the back over that pattern, and you would have to like find the hidden code in the on the box with your little magnifying glass well in in correlation with that there was also and it was tony the tiger in catalogs frosted flakes would have this i guess this little thing you could write on and you got two pins one was black one was orange and one was it was called like tony's secret message decoder pins so you could take with the first pin like the orange pin i guess and write like whatever on this on this paper and then use the orange pin or the yeah the orange pin the black pin to go over top of it because when you wrote it on there with the initial pin it was invisible you didn't see it and then you could go over top of it with the decoder pin and then the message would appear do you remember those i do i do yeah. remember those yeah man yeah frosted flakes is another classic that's a uh that's one that i'll still you know we'll we'll we get a lot of cheer we don't try to get cereal but when yeah. we do whatever's on sale is what my wife makes me get sure so it's like eh, these brands are here so i'll have to pick some you know lucky yeah. charms or something yeah but uh i got a star wars spoon oh i remember that star wars spoon man oh c3po's uh, C3PO's was a thing. Yeah. 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 That was <laughs> C3PO's. That was right. the biggest advertisement I think he ever got outside of, outside oh, of Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. But I have an R2D2 spoon sitting around here somewhere that, uh, that I, that my daughter got out of a cereal box that I confiscated. <laughs> was it, uh, maybe five, six years ago that you got this? I remember I was, I think I was working at Walgreens when this, these yeah, Star Wars spoons were put into cereal boxes, and I I bought the cereal just to get the spoon out of it. I was like, uh, I don't even know where it is now if I even have it. But yeah, yeah, it, it was it was definitely four years ago. Yeah, maybe longer. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. And and you know, speaking of like, uh, I, I will say, um, last Halloween, not this 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 most recent one, but last Halloween, um. I guess it was post. Does post make Count Chocula and all that? No, it's General Mills. It's General Mills. General mm -hmm. Mills. So all across the General Mills brand, much like in the same style, only a little more detailed because we're 35 years later, um, they did little figurines like the Captain Crunch figurines. But it was all the cereal mascots of General Mills. And you could try to collect them all, but the hardest ones to find was Count Chocula, Booberry, Frankenberry, 
um, there, there were, there were very rare, like few made of them. So it was like rare to run across one and I only bought one box and I ended up getting the tricks rabbit. So I do have that little figurine, but I thought, I just thought that was cool. Kind of a cool little throwback to like, you know? Yeah. If I would have known that I would have, I would have probably bought a few boxes. Yeah. No, it was cool, man. It was, um, I mean, of course, I looked at it for like two seconds. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then like threw it down. But I was like, you know, the fun of digging in a box and seeing what you're going to get. Because there were several of them. I mean, literally, it was every mascot of General Mills. Like they had a little figurine of it. And you were like, I wonder what I'm going to get. Like, yeah. These companies, man, what they're doing is they're making our old asses try to like feel like kids again. Oh yeah, yeah. My McDonald's is bringing back them brew buckets and stuff like that, and it's like, but you know what? It is absolutely working. Let's. That's uh, Wendy will make fun of me all the time because I mentioned going there to get a brew bucket for Ava. Yeah, and, uh, we were too like, late for we Ava. Huh? Missed them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for Ava, right? I'm like, yes. Yeah, yeah. One of one of the things I remember about Halloween, you know, I'll get a I'll get a Happy Meal as well, but you know, she would get her bucket. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, anytime they can capitalize on on getting money out of our asses, I'm I'm sure they definitely do. So, um, yeah. you got anything else to throw in the cart before I pose my final question of the evening? Man, I don't know. I think we could probably make our way up to the checkout right now and uh, get in line, get ready to get out of here. I hate checkouts. You mentioned well, checkout now. The, yeah. These. Back in that days, you had someone who was actually working there. Oh, yeah. To check you out. Now you have to do it yourself, which is, yeah. I, I can't believe that I go through and I check out that many dollars worth of groceries and I, and I do it myself. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And it blows my mind. So now I go to the next county over because they still have people working there mm -hmm. and checking you out. So yeah. I go there to get my groceries. Yeah. Just about anywhere now, it's hard to find someone working that register. So. So the milk you put in your cereal, are you more cereal, less milk? Are you more milk, less cereal, or are you a 50, 50? Uh, I, I think I'm more cereal, but I like to at least make sure like three quarters of my cereal is covered in milk. It needs to be good and it needs to be like, I can't eat this like dry. You know what I mean? I've got to have this, this, this moist, wet. That sounds really gross. And I don't even like using those words together. <laughs> I just can't have dry. I don't like to have it dry. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't like to have it dry, but um, the thing, here's the thing. I'm not <laughs> I'm not, uh, we're going to keep the conversation just rolling right along. I am uh, not going to drink the milk at the end of the bowl. Yeah, no, I'm not either. I think it's totally disgusting. Matter of fact, I, I don't drink milk anymore. If I'm eating cereal, the only time I will drink it is if I'm buying cereal. And even then, I'm buying almond milk. And I don't even go down that route. I'm the most unhealthy dude you'll ever meet when it comes to eating food or drinking beer or whatever. It's just I think milk's kind of gross, man. So like, milk um, is disgusting. Almond milk, man, like it works just fine for cereal. 
So we uh, you did, on a side note of milk, and then we'll wrap up here. But on a side note of milk, you know, we're the only was the only mammals that drink milk beyond being weaned off the teat and think it's okay. There's no other animal alive that will purposely go out to seek out and drink milk beyond their infant stages after they're weaned. Well, that's that's because they're smarter than us. Right. So I'm the same way. I like, but now I don't like three quarters of my cereal. I like to have a nice little baseline of milk mm-hmm. and then the cereal to go over. But I like to be able to shuffle through. And as I do, I still have a lot of dry cereal in there. Okay. I won't drink the milk. No. But I will pour a second bowl over that remaining milk and eat a second bowl. You know what? I won't do that either. If I'm going for a second bowl, I'm dumping the old milk out and putting. <laughs> oh my God. What a waste. That was already new... flavored. I know. It's, it's kind of gross. Something gross about that, man. I don't know. It's like already having the chicken stock for your noodles. You just, hey, this is already fruity pebble flavored milk. I don't know, man. I guess everybody's got their own cereal eating method. Do you know they make cereal creamer for your coffee? Yeah, like is it maybe like tricks? Is tricks one of them or something? Or? I know Fruity Pebbles was one. Fruity, Pe- you know what? You know what? Golden Grams. I, I think a couple years ago I bought the Fruity Pebbles one, but it must it must not stood out too much to me because I I don't uh, I couldn't tell you anything about it. But I remember yeah. being like Fruity Pebbles creamer, I gotta get it, and I I think I did. I think I did. Cinnamon know. Toast Crunch was a really good one. I bet that that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh the rest the rest of them were, you know, yeah, it's a nice novelty. Yeah. No. So uh we've uncovered a lot. We we have dug around quite a bit with our spoons. Jason, tell everybody where they can where they can get hold of you, where they can find you, where can they see all your beautiful artwork. Thank you, sir. Well, I'm on the gram as uh Jason dot shepherd dart dart dot <laughs> Jason dot look just go to Instagram and look up Jason Shepherd Artworks. That's A R T W O R X. You'll find me on there. Same with Facebook, Jason Shepherd Artworks. Um go check me out. Um I don't want to call it well I guess it's kind of official. Because I'm doing it. But this past week, I've been doing some more work for Troma, which is really cool. This is the second time I'm doing stuff for them. So, yeah, doing a, doing a promotional uh, poster for uh, one of their uh, upcoming uh, movies that they've got going on. So that's been fun. Um, so uh, there's there's all kinds of artwork for there uh, up there for you to look at. So go check that out. Also, be sure, because I feel so bad, because I, I like I said, I... I'm trying not to leave them out of this, but uh, I do have another podcast called The Lost Art of, and uh, it is uh, hosted by me and my friend Matt and Luke, who are brothers, and we um, essentially kind of in the same vein as this, a little retro pop culture action. Go check that out as well. And then Absolutely. be sure to jump over to my man here and check out the Powerbomb Nation. That's right. That's right. Give the uh, Lost Art of podcast a follow on, your, on whatever you use to catch any of your podcasts as long with the powerbomb nation 
Uh, you will hear the culture cast on the Powerbomb Nation network. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Powerbomb Nation. You can go to our website, which is continuously in flux, being improved. Powerbombnation.com. The culture cast. It's a little bit of a tongue twister, but the culture cast is a member of the Powerbomb Nation network of podcasts and is brought to you by Powerbomb Digital Media. And uh, you can stay tuned because going into 2023, the Powerbomb Nation networks will have a few more shows to add to their already expansive arsenal. Like and subscribe if you're watching here on YouTube. Give a big thumbs up. Comment below what's your favorite breakfast cereal and are you a uh, quarter bowl of milk? half bowl of milk or are you flooding the great plains of your cereal and are you next drinking it after hey oh god yeah don't be drinking it after dump that shit down the sink unless you're getting a second bowl of cereal dump it down the sink until next time ladies and gentlemen for for the other half of duran duran jason shepherd this is the white couch signing off peace love and retro cereal <laughs>